those were all like really exciting races. I know how hard everybody works. It also gave, I think, Sophie and I confidence. This training plan and everything we've done has set us up for success here. Welcome to the other three years, a show for anyone who has an Olympic-sized dream they want to turn into a reality. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of The Other Three Years. This week is an exciting week. The World Championships just ended, so I'm going to update everyone on that. And then in the middle of the World Champs, I answered some more listener questions with my producer, Christine. So I had not raced in my semifinal or final yet. That's going to be our episode this week. First, this is what I'm doing now with my training, which is really, this is what happened last week at the World Championships because now I get to have a little break and I'm not really training. (laughs) So first we raced in the semifinal on Friday and Sophia and I won our semifinal, which was very exciting for a number of reasons. The first being that it's fun to win a semifinal, but second being that the top six boats are automatically qualified for the Paris Olympics. So to be super clear, that's the boat class is qualified for the country, not the athletes, just the boat class. So Sophia and I did not qualify for the Olympics, but we qualified a boat. So that means that the U.S. will definitely have a women's double in Paris. So that was so exciting. That's number one goal of these world championships is to make sure that you do that and make sure that you qualify because the only other way to go to the to get a boat class into the olympics is to go to what's called the final qualification regatta which we also call the regatta of death which happens in lucerne next summer in lucerne switzerland and two boats qualify from that for each event so that's like a bit more high stakes, like last chance. I should be clear, like boats that race at the last chance, almost every Olympics end up meddling or winning the Olympics. So it's not like, oh, that means you're going to be like the slowest one by any means. It's just definitely a little bit of a more stressful go. And it's, you just really, you know, want to qualify. So that was really exciting. We had a really good race in our semi. We like got out and we were ahead early. So all week in Belgrade, really every day until Sunday was windy. I think Saturday wasn't like quite as bad, but Thursday and Friday were honestly pretty rough and it was a crosswind. So they reseeded the lanes, meaning that they prioritized boats that had qualified in higher positions and put them in the better lanes. And so it was just like a really rough go if you didn't have one of those priority lanes, which, you know, is like you had to qualify to get the priority lanes, but it's just not really fun when conditions play a role in things. And who knows if they did have to run all of the races again and see if they were different because of the conditions. But it was definitely a very windy day. Um, There was a lot of chop and especially building into the afternoon. Other boats definitely had worse conditions. They like also retimed the races. So we ended up racing earlier in the day than we were going to. But yeah, that was exciting. And then we had to wait around all day on Saturday, but we got to watch a lot of the other US crews race in their finals on Saturday. And it was really fun because so many of them did really well. On Friday, two of the boats, the women's lightweight single and the para um, mixed double, both medaled. And then on Saturday, 
the women's lightweight double that we train with all the time, um, Mary and Michelle, they came in second. They had an amazing race. That was really exciting. And then the pair of mixed four medaled and the men's straight four medaled. So those were all really exciting races. It's, I know how hard everybody works. And it also gave, I think, Sophia and I confidence like, okay, this training plan and everything we've done has set us up for success here. We can go and have a really good race tomorrow. And then Sophia and I both said we slept really well on Saturday night, which is pretty amazing to sleep well the night before a final, but I slept like a baby. So that was great. And then yeah, Sunday we had our race. It was about two o'clock and we did not have the best start. We were in last place um, in the first quarter of the race, but we moved through the fields and we ended up coming in third, uh, like very close to Lithuania, who came in second and a little over three seconds behind Romania, who came in first. It's it's an interesting feeling because I'm definitely like so happy and ending up on the podium feels my first time meddling at a world championship like it feels very exciting. It's always what you want to end up doing is is getting a medal. And it really felt like we couldn't have done anything else. Like we we did like put a really strong sprint finish forward. And of course, it would have been nice to pip Lithuania at the line and come in second. But I, I'm so proud to have like ended up on the podium. So that's exciting. But it's also if we had had a really good start, would we have been more in the race? Would we have been able, you know, it's some of those questions start to come through your head. So I think it's good because it's nice that we're still getting faster. We're still on the right track. Like things are still moving forward and to get, you know, a bit of a reward from your training is really exciting. But I think to still have like progress to be made and places to go and more goals to accomplish is also good. So like, it's really fun to get to go to the podium dock. And then when we were on the podium dock waiting, um, to like do our medal ceremony, the women's eight came down and the U S women's eight, like charged through the field, came in second. It was so exciting. We got to like celebrate with them on the dock. So that was really special. But yeah, I mean, I think all of the boats did a really good job. We did have a couple of fourth place finishes, which is just like a really tough go. I'm so proud and impressed by you know that was like the women's four who they're just really impressive I mean they they set a world cup record earlier this year and that's a really competitive boat category boat class and they you know to come in fourth I mean is just tough because I know that they wanted more but I'm proud of them um and Kara the women's single also came in fourth I feel like it's really impressive finishes probably hard to say that to people because if I had come in fourth I probably would have been a little upset too it was it was a good world championship the Dutch and the British won a lot of gold medals like we are definitely still behind but our training program is working we're getting faster as a country we're getting faster as individual boats like things are improving and I think that's really important to know because we're on the right track and like we're doing the right things And it's funny to come from a country like the U.S. because for so long, we're just this like women's eight powerhouse, which is amazing. And like I grew up super inspired by that. And I know so many people did, too. And I think it's helped like create this rowing landscape in the U.S. of like eights dominance. And that's a priority boat in high school and college. And I think it's really incredible and amazing. But 
I think for a country to be successful in the world championship level and the Olympic level, it needs to be more well-rounded than that. You can't just be winning one boat category for 11 years and like kind of, it doesn't matter about the rest. It needs to be a full, well-rounded system where a lot of different things are prioritized. And I think that's the change we're making. And that's not to say that the, the eight is not like special and important. It is, of course it is. And they did amazing. I'm so proud and happy for my friends and teammates in the eight. But I think, you know, we had a men's boat, sweep boat, women's sweep boat, lightweight boat, sculling boat. Like we're on the metal in lots or on the metal stand in lots of different categories. I think that's showing more growth for the U.S. And that's what's really exciting because you can't only make one fast boat. You can make a lot of different fast boats and it's just finding the right seats for the right athletes, which I think is really special and cool and opens up so many more doors for so many more people because maybe people move different boats better than others. And I just think that's really cool. I think overall we're headed in the right direction as a country and I am proud of myself. I'm proud of Sophia. I like am really proud of us because last year was really tough. I think for both of us individually and together, it's not to say we did a bad job, but I think it was just a tough year. A lot of different things happened. A lot of factors played into that. And I think this year, everyone came in with an open mind of not just us, but like everybody of, okay, we're just going to do the work and do what's asked of us and see what happens. And then it just is crazy, like how much can change in a year. And it makes, it's both like scary and exciting for next year because we really don't know what's going to happen. And that's, but that's like sports and that's what's really awesome. It was really nice. It's fun when you do well because you get to hear from a lot of people, which is so exciting. So thank you if you've reached out to me. It's really fun. And now, yeah, I'm just going to have a couple weeks of trying to relax and not row. So I'm in Paris, actually, for a couple of days uh, seeing my friend Claire from college. And then I'm going to just try to relax. It's hard to relax when you're so uh, crazy like we all are. But I think that I think I'll be able to do it. And then before we know it, it's going to be fall racing and this year ahead of the Charles is a cash prize. So a bit higher stakes fall than normal, but no, I think it's still important to like take time off and, and do a reset like physical as much as mental because next year is going to be crazy and we all got to get ready. So that's my update. Third place bronze medal on the podium. Rowing is an exciting sport. And now you're going to hear me and my producer, Christine, answering some more listener questions from last week. And next week, we're going to share a conversation that I had with one of our physical therapists and our massage therapist from our world champs trip, Deirdre and Alicia. And They are like the dynamic duo. Um, Shout out also to Jeff, our other physical therapist that was on the trip. So we have a lot of great, great people that are doing uh, amazing body care work for us. But um, Deirdre and Alicia have gone on a lot of these U.S. rowing trips together. They've kept everyone physically, emotionally, spiritually (laughs) intact. And they're just 
awesome. So it was a super fun conversation. And I think everyone will really enjoy kind of hearing about what their role is with the team, you know, their outlooks on everything. Um, So I'm excited to share that with you guys next week. So today we're just going to answer some more of our listener questions that came in after I had recorded the last segment and maybe other questions that Christine has. And we're going to crush it. So we've got all these questions that came in from Instagram and I'll just read them for you. How is the course? The course is good. It's definitely windy and choppy, but you know, people are handling it. A lightweight men's double did flip today. Real bummer, (laughs) but they got back in and finished the race, which they had to do to progress to the B final. Yeah, it's definitely a bit choppy, but It was choppy at the last Olympics. It's supposed to be windy in Paris. You know, like if you're a good rower, you have to be a good rower in any condition. You just kind of got to roll with the punches. Are you meeting friendly people there? The people at the hotel are very friendly. I haven't really met anyone else, but the people that work here and the the security guards at the race course are very friendly. The U.S. team is very friendly. What is your favorite regatta snack? I've been eating these really delicious Nutella biscuits, like little cookies that have Nutella in them. I think they're pretty popular in all of Europe because they had them in Italy and they have them here. So those, that's been my favorite regatta snack. Do all the athletes stay at the same center or does each team have its own hotel? So at a world championships, no, every team uh, makes its own arrangements and accommodations. So uh, there are a few other teams staying at the same hotel that we are staying at. The Dutch, the Spanish, I think the Serbians, and like actually the world rowing staff is staying here too and the referees. But other countries are staying at other hotels. So um, I think that the like organizing committee will give suggestions of places to stay but it's up to each team's team manager and stuff to make the own accommodations does the u.s team have its own nutritionist or chef yes we do and you should listen to my episode in which i interviewed our dietitian liz and we actually have another dietitian here too her name is megan and she actually mostly works with winter sports but she's here um also so we have two And they, so they aren't really cooking here. They're more making sure that the hotel is like understanding what we need and everything and that everything's good. And then we have like snacks tables set up both in the hotel at the venue. They just organize all that. And they also help the lightweights or maybe like people that have um, allergies or vegetarian or something like that. How do you maintain your diet while abroad? Well, first, I don't really have a diet. I kind of just eat whatever, but... I think you just have to be willing to like try new things, but not to go too crazy because stuff is a little bit different. Like the food here is just, you know, at every meal they have pasta, potatoes, chicken, rice, veggie, you know, like it's, it's basic. Is there a difference between the rowing techniques between the rowers from different countries? Yes, there is. I think even within countries, different coaches coach a different style of rowing. So... There is varied technique, varied styles of like rigging. You'll maybe notice that certain countries have different sort of race profiles. Some people start faster. Some people come on a little harder at the end. It's it's all not that, that different, but there are, you can kind of see different styles from the different countries. Very cool. All right. Who has the best rowing program in the world? That's a really hard question 
because there are so many different like boat classes. I'd say at last year's world championships, I think the British topped the medal count. So like that could arguably be who has like the best rowing program in the world. I think it was New Zealand at the Olympics, but a lot of countries are very successful. I'd say like heavy hitters and I'm probably going to forget someone and then, you know, whatever, but I'd say the British, Romanians, the Dutch are a really strong team. The Italians are pretty strong. Uh, The Irish have a pretty good team. The Germans have been pretty strong in the past. But then a lot of other countries, um, oh, China has a really strong team. I'd say we're like, have been strong, didn't have the best Olympics, are kind of coming back. I think the absence of a compliment is not an insult. I mean, like at this level, you can't count out anybody. That's the thing. Everyone is good enough that they could do anything on any given day. So, yeah. What are your thoughts while waiting at the start line? I usually just try to stay as calm as possible. I like to think, you know, we're going to have a good start. We're going to have a good race. This is going to be really good because I bow. I kind of have to get our boat like aligned in the starting gates yeah just check all my stuff I try not to get too ahead of myself like just kind of staying focused in the moment and taking some deep breaths getting my body and my mind ready for you know the six to eight minutes of stress that it's about to go under so nothing crazy yeah no biggie any rowers from other countries you get excited to see at the event There are a lot of Yale grads here that I either know because I went to school with them or, you know, we've crossed paths. That's fun to see and cheer for them. It is cool to see, you know, more like, quote unquote, famous people. Rowing is also such a small sport, like, and you're just so focused on what you're doing. So are there any other teams from other countries where you're like, you like hit it off and you're talking to them and you're like, oh, we're bonding. Or are you just like not looking at the other teams at all? No. Okay. You we're don't here fr- to become race. friends. Yeah, I, I mean, know. Just check after the after the race. Like, yeah, of course you'll hang out and you'll talk to people and like you say like, "Hey, how's it going?" You know, your friends and stuff. You're friendly to people, but like, no, we're all like, we're all you know, quote unquote, like professionals. We're here to do a job. Like, we're very focused on what we're doing, and that we have really important tasks at hand. So, it's it's way more. You know, keep your heads down and focus on the work and don't be mean to people but you know after racing we'll all go hang out of course and that's that's a different vibe moving on to the next question that one wasn't even a question it was a christine question difference between having the doubles as a trials boat and a camp boat so actually the double was a trials boat this year sophia and i raced at trials the lightweight women's double and men's double was a camp boat, but the open weight doubles were still trials boats. We did kind of go to camp. It is a little bit confusing because we did kind of go to camp, but we did race in a trial. It was an open trial. Anybody could go and race, but it has been a different system post Tokyo of all of the camps and it's specifically the small boats being involved in the camp system. Personally, I think it has really benefited the small boats that have gone to the camps and I think for us, it's been really helpful um, to train against other crews and and have all of the resources available like at the camps and at the Olympic training centers and all of those things and the coaching and just being with everyone. It it is more travel and it's more time away, but 
I think it really has benefited um, all of the individuals and and our boat. How do people financially support themselves to row after college? Boom, heavy hitting question. People do a number of different things. A lot of people work, have at least part-time jobs. We also do get you, if you place high enough at a world championship or a world cup, depending on the time of year, you qualify for uh, direct athlete support. We call it DOS and it's from the US OPC and it varies in uh, amount, but you can qualify for that. It's a monthly stipend. So it's another way that you kind of offset costs. When I'm at a camp, I have very few costs in my life. The housing is provided, food is provided, all of that stuff. But it's it can be a real challenge. And especially if you're not quite at the level of the national team, you're not qualifying for DAS, that kind of thing. Like that can be really hard. And I think it that's why a lot of people um, row at different like programs or training centers, which help kind of subsidize costs of things. But we're really underfunded. Uh, program, especially compared to like a lot of other countries programs. So it, it definitely is a challenge. I think we're probably one of the only countries that have athletes like working right now, even during world champs. So I think a lot of other countries, they don't work at all because their funding is just so much higher. So you're saying you're working right now? Well, I kind of consider podcasting one of my jobs and I'm literally doing that as we speak, but I'm also <laughs> doing my other job. So I'm not working one, but two jobs, but I like <laughs> it. I, you. I think it's a little bit of a distraction. And I, as I was telling you, Christine, like I'm going to go dark kind of <laughs> in like a couple hours until the racing's over. So then, sorry, can't ask me any questions. <laughs> <laughs> She's going dark. Heard many athletes from other countries got sick? Question mark. Is it spreading? How is the vibe? I also heard that people were sick. I knockwood like haven't really seen or experienced anything. I think one athlete on the U.S. team got sick, but I think he's already better. So we have a lot of doctors and people. You know, they'll jump in and make sure that we have everything we need. And I don't know, vibes good. It's, I mean, this is like a really stressful thing. And qualification for the Olympics is a really high stake. And like we were just talking about the money, like a lot of, not just in the US, in other countries too. It's like, okay, it's sort of like if you qualify, if you place this high, if you do this, then you're set up for the whole next year. The training for the Olympics may, you know, it's a lot of stakes not just to like perform and get a medal and all of those things, but it's a lot of like, do I qualify for DAS? Do I qualify for health insurance? Is my family going to be taken care of? You know, there's a lot riding on things. So I think people realize the task at hand. But that being said, like, I do think the vibe is good because you can't just be wound so tight all the time. You have to be chill and know when to push and when to be in the zone and when to just be relaxed. Okay. Race walkthrough. Do you do visualization before racing, but also don't give anything away? I do a little bit. I meditate and I try to like calm my mind and stuff. Since we're a small boat, it's a little different. I think in like big boats, they do a bit more race visualization, like as a whole crew. So yes and no. What are the landmarks on the Belgrade course? There are just a lot of beach clubs kind of all along. I guess normally they have, they're like open and so people are like swimming and stuff, but they're closed right now, the ones on the course. Okay, last question on here. What is your recovery process like? After a race, I like to do a little flush, drink 
gross tasting but rehydrating beverages, sports drinks and stuff. I shouldn't say they're gross. Had since Monday to Friday. So it's like a super long time. The turnaround from the semis to finals, like if we're in the A final or the B final, we'll both be on Sunday. So it's just one day. But still, it's not exactly like the World Cup where we were racing twice a day every day. Some of the crews have had U.S. crews have raced like back to back. And I think it's just, yeah, rehydrating, refueling, get your legs up, get a spin, go to bed early. You know, there's nothing crazy. Maybe take a cold shower. It's not that hot. So, yeah. Okay. You mentioned you're going dark soon. What does that mean for us listeners? Oh, it doesn't mean anything for the listeners. It just means to you, Christine, that I won't reply to you about (laughs) certain things. And maybe I will. I just don't want to be like have kind of extra stressors in like the day before racing. I can still reach out to people and I can still talk to people and I can still go on social media or check my email or whatever. But I don't necessarily have people like pinging me. That's all it means. (laughs) Okay, perfect. Thank you so much, Christy. Thank you. My quote of the week to end the episode is, well, I saw it on the Flower Instagram page, Flower Coffee Shop in Boston, but it says it's from Akila Hughes and it is, don't let your ice cream melt counting someone else's sprinkles. So everyone have an ice cream, celebrate world champs and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. I'd love to hear from you. So send us a topic suggestion, or if you'd like to submit a question for our Ask Christy Anything segment, head to our website, theother3years.com.